Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride Show. Uh, today is August 19th, 2017, and the topic for our show today is the meaning of America and the great eclipse of August 21st, 2017. Well, today we're going to consider the eclipse that is happening on Monday, August 21st, and what spiritual and astrological message, meanings, and insights this event offers for you, this country, and the larger world. I do encourage you, if you want to call in later on to ask a question about that or about your own chart, and I will certainly try to get to you, but we have a lot of material to get through here, and I'm going to try to take you on a journey in terms of spirituality and history and our current moment in history. Each of us is on a journey of discovery and awakening, and many more souls have moved closer to the greater awareness that awaits one and all. From the beginning of time, the spirit within the human heart has stirred us all to wake up and to realize that we are the ones making things happen. That That is why education and critical thinking, philosophy and science, and metaphysics and spirituality have been essential to our journey in spirit. At times, these ways of knowing have flowered and guided civilizations and peoples for many years. We can look to and be inspired by the great teachers and teachings in the past, formed into the greater and lesser mystery schools of Egypt and Greece and Rome, and the Gnostic teachings in early Christian era, where they were embraced and then suppressed. Those esoteric teachings continued in the work of the alchemists and Rosicrucians and Masons. This ancient wisdom, what is known as the perennial teachings, continued to be passed down unbroken from beyond the mists of time through antiquity until our modern period. These universal teachings have inspired and guided and reminded humans that what we are really here for, we are not here to amass wealth or power or fame. And though we are certainly in a mortal world and we need a home, clothing, food, and many other things to exist here, Those things are not our aim or goal or purpose here. At the end of the day, all we take with us from life to life are the lessons we have learned in how to be a better human. Our treasure is measured by how we treat our planet and other life forms, and most especially by the love we have shown to one another. This is the whole point of life. We are here on this lovely earth, surrounded by beauty, to become fully self-aware, loving, and centered co-creators of creation. This ancient wisdom is there to remind us and to help us that we and all of life are on this journey of self-awakening. And since we are all here now, we quite naturally think and feel that this is the critical moment. And of course, it is for us. (laughs) And certainly from looking around us and the many signs that we speak to this feeling that we are in a time of great import. But you can be sure that throughout human history, peoples in their time felt as we do now, and rightly too, because at any moment a soul can wake up and a star is born in the heavens, so to speak. So there's no time to waste, but we also have plenty of time too, because we have been doing this for a very long time indeed. But certainly we would agree that spiritually, environmentally, economically, as we witness these phenomena and forces coming together or crashing together, we would all agree and say, wow, this seems like a pretty big time indeed. And we feel a greater urgency to get it right and to steer our lives upon a more productive, loving, and integrated way forward. So what is an eclipse? Well, two times a year, roughly six months apart, we have a beautiful alignment of the sun, moon, and earth forming the lunar and solar eclipses, which quite wonderfully show how we are part of an interrelated dance of the planets, which we know as our solar system. At times, their orbits and planes of motion intersect one another so that the sun, planets, and moons pass before one another. Here on Earth, these solar-lunar-Earth alignments, what is so extraordinary and mysterious to many is that often that during a solar eclipse, like this one on Monday, with the passage of the moon across the face of the sun, it will do so so perfectly that it covers the sun so that only the plasma of the sun's corona is visible to us. If the moon were slightly larger or smaller or a little further away or a little closer, we would not have this dramatic show. How did this happen? And why is it so? 
we understand from the ancient wisdom that everything is conscious, that spirit, which is life, is ever-present through all the hierarchies of creation, that everything from the most semi-conscious forms of materiality to the most consciously evolved beings on our planet to the most sublime forms beyond our human kingdom, that everything is alive and conscious and contains some form of intelligence. So from these ancient teachings and from our intuitional knowing, we believe because we know in our minds and in our hearts that there is a divine plan and a divine intelligence guiding everything and everyone. We understand because we know that this universe is a vast hierarchy that is formed, sustained, and held together by the one spirit, the one life. That in this vast range of life forms and intelligences, it is said that the human kingdom is right there in the middle of this hierarchy, and it is understood to be a most special one. We are told that the angels long to be us, and life forms below us long to become human, because we reach in this human kingdom a most wonderful experience, this experience of self-awareness, of self-understanding, and therefore we encounter the great and awesome responsibility of choice. We learn through trial and error, step by step, the consequences of our actions, and we learn hopefully, over time, to choose what is loving and good for us and for one and all. But it takes time. It takes an awfully long time for humans to do that. There are souls that have reached the end of the journey, like the Buddha, like Krishna, like Jesus, who achieved full awareness, what is known as cosmic consciousness. And there are souls who are just barely waking up now and everything in between. But all of us are on that path. We are all connected. We have and find our commonality and common connection in the one spirit that we exist and abide in that surrounds us, is us, and pervades the whole universe. We are that. The truth of the universe is everything is one, and the great illusion is that everything is separate. These profound realizations are so simple they can be seen and experienced in their complexity too, however, that out of nothing or non-being came the one, and proceeding from the one came duality and then triplicities and so on. From there, a whole range of life forms of beings and bodies came to form all the various divisions and energy forms and dimensions of the hierarchy that is creation. And this is infinitely complex and very challenging to truly comprehend. But I think we should all keep it simple. And it is important that people look at all the universal teachings from various civilizations and cultures, whether in the Vedas or in Buddhism or Christianity, to look at all these teachings in their esoteric, esoteric or heart teaching form, in their essential or root truths. And you will find that they all say the same thing because they are observing the same thing. You and I, humanity, and then the world around us, we come to see that everything is part of this great, beautiful journey of life and consciousness, and that we all abide in the one spirit. What messages and guidance might we obtain from this eclipse sweeping across America on Monday? Every phenomenal experience is an opportunity for us to respond to with our present level of understanding. We encounter the world and these energies and we respond to it in that moment. When larger phenomena like this happen, when in the middle of the day the sun disappears, people notice this. In past times, they reacted often with great fear and apprehension, and they would ascribe to these phenomena a negative character, and bad things would probably happen as a consequence. But the universe isn't full of negative energies. It is just energy. If we understand what it is about, what it is for, we are meant to use that experience and that energy in a most positive and beautiful and building way. But for those who remain more unaware or more fear-based or deny our connections to one another, they may spin off of that very same energy and see it as a dark, foreboding, and negative thing. And it becomes negative for them. Again, we make our reality by how we understand ourselves and the universe around us. There is certainly great anxiety and fear in the world and in the USA at this time. As I've been noting in many forums and in my blog and radio show here, we are moving to an age, end of an age here from 2008 through 2024. There has been great breakdowns of the institutional structures of civilization and culture from the highest on down to the local levels of society. 
And when people become confused and uncertain, they become anxious and they become fearful. They need to find something to hold to, to believe in, to get them through this time of disruption. Some will return to their roots, to traditions and culture that are affirming and binding and healthy and loving. And some may turn to an ideology or belief system that is about otherness and see themselves as the we and the others as the that. And so they may make the other as the object and source of their anxiety and fear and suffering. Thereby, their solution may come down to be putting others down so as to lift themselves up, making scapegoats of those not like them. Now, of course, this happens repeatedly throughout history. We are seeing and experiencing it more immediately and visibly now, given our means of media and worldwide communications. And so we are sharing these experiences together in real time. People are being highly stimulated by local and world events like never before. And again, it is our chance, challenge, and opportunity for each of us to choose how I see this and how I should respond to this. So eclipses are these moments when the energy is coming from the sun, the source of light and love for our system. These energies are altered or modulated by this aligning of sun, moon, and earth. In the solar eclipse, that energy is falling on the moon, then in a way burning through the moon and coming to the earth via that modulation. The moon shadow falls upon the earth and darkness descends during the day. By doing this, it stirs up the energies that are connected with the sign, which just happens to be in this eclipse, the sign of Leo. But we need to consider what this means for us here in America. What is striking about this eclipse is that it is falling at the very end of Leo, sweeping across the USA from the northwest to the southeast, right across the whole of the country. But in the chart of the USA, the eclipse lands exactly opposite to our moon in Aquarius. What does this mean? In a nation's chart, the moon rules the people of that land, the feelings of the people and of a nation. So the moon really holds the notion of what we understand or believe ourselves to be as Americans, of what we mean by being an American. That is why I believe for us, this eclipse is reminding us about the meaning of America. But to do that, we need to understand where did America come from? Everything comes from something. And if you wish to know where you are going and why, you need to understand where you came from. What many people do know, but many people do not know, is that our Revolutionary War in the 1700s was preceded in England by the great civil war they had from the 1640s to the 1680s. It was their revolution, and it was bloody and disruptive and traumatic. Royalist and parliamentary forces battled one another. The king was captured. He was imprisoned, and they eventually chopped off his head. Parliament ruled instead of the king, but it devolved and descended into a rule by a dictatorship by a man named Oliver Cromwell. Eventually, the monarchy was restored, but with much stronger controls and oversight by parliament. From that great turmoil, from that world literally turned upside down for them, our founding fathers of America came out of that experience. And all the spiritual and intellectual struggles over what that meant, over what is government and how should it be formed, because they literally lived in a time of anarchy and then the restor restoration of government, they thought through these powerful questions. This was during the period known as the Enlightenment, from the late 1600s into the early 1800s. There were many great thinkers and philosophers at that time who actually looked back to the great teachings of the ages, back to Greece and Rome, as well as to the mystical and esoteric teachings for guidance, like in the Order of the Masons. In particular, the principal author of our Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson, looked to the writings of the political philosopher John Locke. When he, we look to the words, phrases, and concepts he chose as he wrote our declaration, we need to know that he chose his words very carefully. If we want to know how we began as a people and to know who we really are, we need to understand what these familiar but misunderstood words really mean if we understand this meaning of America.
The Declaration is our founding document. And when we declared our separation from the monarchy, from our king, from that political entity, and we decided that we would govern ourselves to form a government of self-government, well, that was truly revolutionary. Up until this time in history, hierarchies of political orders were based on tribalism, ancestry, ethnicity, or of a place. And the rulership was determined mostly by heredity, a line of succession, and by conquest. But here, we would come together, declaring ourselves to be beholden to no prince or king or emperor, that we would form a sacred compact with one another, and we agreed to pledge ourselves to be all subject to this contract, bound to one another by our self-determined laws. In America, the law would be king. So the most critical and well-known phrase in our Declaration of Independence reads like this, and we all know these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. When we hear those words, we might simply think that life means life to have a living. And we might think that liberty means having freedom and owning property. And happiness means just being happy. But this is not what those words meant and are meant to mean. When we look at life or liberty, and especially that phrase, the pursuit of happiness, what do they really mean? Life in this context does not mean to be alive. Since all of creation is mind and everything has come, has some measure of intelligence associated with it, for Jefferson, knowing this, life meant that we need to have the right to think freely, to develop our consciousness and awareness to grow spiritually. And liberty is about the will, about the exercise of our free wills. And yet by that, we must equally acknowledge and respect the wills of others, because each of us is a spark of the divine each of us exists in our own sacred space, and we can only exercise our will to the extent we do not deny the sacred space of another. But the most curious phrase, the one people should consider carefully as to what it does mean, is this pursuit of happiness. Well, the true meaning or derivation of happiness comes from the ancient teachings or wisdom affirmed and restated in Greek philosophy by Aristotle, and Locke and Jefferson refer back to this ancient understanding or meaning or definition of happiness. The, Greek, the word in Greek that defines this notion of happiness is eudaimonia. That word translates literally as the union with the good spirit, or what we might call human flourishing, or most truly human self-fulfillment. What Jefferson was saying is not that people should be allowed to be happy, to be just happy or cheerful or something like this. He was saying this is a spiritual matter. And what he was talking about and what we are doing here comes from the story of humanity, growing and developing and becoming ever more self-aware and self-determined. What we are trying to do here, what the per true purpose and goal of human life is, is to achieve union with one's higher self to experience the truth within by joining with what I call the beloved or the divine spark within us. What this means for America is that the foundational value of our nation is that we are trying to allow and empower each person to be able to pursue their full human potential. In other words, this core principle of our founding document is that we, that we, and when we broke from the king because he was denying our right to govern ourselves, we could not fulfill ourselves while being under the rule of a monarchy. And so we justified our breaking free so that we could pursue our right to self-fulfillment. We established this as our understanding of the purpose of our venture, that the true purpose of relationship is that it must serve human self-fulfillment. We will fulfill our potentials for and with and through one another as we steadily move towards and align ourselves with our true and divine nature. This is what Jefferson meant by the pursuit of happiness. Jefferson meant self-fulfillment through spiritual awakening, which means every choice we make as individuals or as a society must be grounded in this simple question. Will this action or activity bring me or us closer to universal human self-fulfillment 
or move us further away from it. We make good and bad decisions every day, all of us do, but to support our own or others' greater self-fulfillment is the true goal and way to happiness. To do this, this must be our guiding principle. This true definition of happiness must be our beacon if we are to be truly happy and create a society that supports this for one and for all. So, so what does this mean then for the eclipse in the USA? Well, in terms of what is happening now and looking at the chart of the USA, which was created when our declaration was made, in order to see what this eclipse might mean for us, we find that this eclipse, as I said earlier, is falling at the very end of Leo and opposite to the moon in our national chart. Opposite, the moon represents the people of a country. Because the USA moon is in Aquarius, we have posited as Americans that what is most essential and necessary for us as a people is the need to create and preserve a space of freedom for one and for all. This makes perfect sense given the meaning of happiness, that our freedom is required so that we as self-aware beings may be fulfilled to pursue what we have idealized, which is our true happiness or the good that comes through our self-fulfillment. We are trying over time to create ever better spaces of freedom so that we may become who we truly are with and through one another. We are trying here to lift one another to greater and greater self-fulfillment. With the eclipse casting and burning the shadow of the moon and Leo onto the earth, it brings to bear even more strongly the lesson of Leo and the karma of Leo. Either you are growing and developing in the positive forms of Leo energy or the shadow side can take over. The lesson of Leo, as I understand it, is learning about the truth that at the core of all of us is the spark of the divine. What is found here in the heart of Leo is the unconditional love of the higher self for the self residing in all of us. When you come into contact with that, you are filled with true love for yourself and equally for one another because you now know and understand that the same divinity is in every other too. You appreciate yourself as special, but appreciate everyone else in their specialness too. This unique sense of self comes from your quintessence, your special spark of the divine at the heart of every being. What makes everyone alike yet also different is that we are all one with this divine center, yet we are all unique instances of this divine love. We all want respect. We all want to be and see ourselves truly. And to realize this, we have to be true for one another. Everyone wants to be seen and loved for who they truly are. Hence, we are here to shine for one another, to love and respect one another. And by doing this, we lead by example. We encourage and inspire others to bring forth their better, finer natures too. This is what it means to be a leader. This is what it means to love. And this is what it leads to true self-fulfillment. And we need one another for this. And this is the heart and soul of Leo. But the shadow side, and often the shadow side can be kicked up or elicited in those who are not ready to take the next step, who have been living in fear, have not understood the true source and nature of love in their life at all or in this life. What happens to them is that they have a fear and apparent reality of being unloved and being disrespected and not being appreciated. So that if they fail to truly see themselves and love themselves, when they look for that look in the other's eyes, that sign of love that they are looking to see coming back to them, they cannot and will not see it because they cannot see it in themselves. That person then becomes instead envious, jealous, and they puff themselves up and become braggarts and bullies. They may try to force respect and belittle others in order to feel some sort of twisted self-love and self-importance. They demand it, and they demand loyalty and deference, but they show no respect and they have no humility. They really do not feel, they only emote. They try to take or buy or steal what they want, and they call that love, but it is not love. It is fear coming out of self-loathing, and it ends up destroying that person as it harms many around them too. So this eclipse will elicit these very different effects depending upon each person's development. It will stir great and greater love in many, many people. 
But for those who are more broken, it may set them off in a more negative way, a feeling lesser and trying to compensate by putting others down. What we also find is that this eclipse is aligned with one of the great fixed stars in astrology, the star Regulus, which is located at the end of Leo. This star is known as the Watcher of the North, and it is one of the four great stars sent at the so-called four corners of our portion of space. These six stars aligned with important elements in someone's chart are said to indicate or confer some great blessing or power. But if the lesson of that star is not understood, the individual will fall from grace. Regulus is said to be the heart of the lion, and its meaning and message is linked to the story of a mythical king of Persia, Feridun. He was a prosperous king, but lost his kingdom when he engaged in revenge. All these royal stars promise great potential and success as long as some particular human nemesis is avoided. With Regulus, the issue is that of revenge. If this star is strong in any chart, this temptation will be that individual's test. So we might ask ourselves, does this eclipse and Regulus line up in any particular chart? Well, it definitely energizes the U.S. chart, but it is opposite to our moon and therefore more directed toward that. I would say for us in the USA, we will be experiencing this greater lesson of Leo, reminding us that as we focus and center our social consciousness and conscience from our moon and Aquarius, that we need to reconsider more truly our compact with one another in our collective pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We need to help one another to experience a fuller measure of self-expression, creativity, and love and respect from Leo as the way in which we may more truly fulfill our motto, out of many, one. The question will be, how do we create, but to remember to do so in socially meaningful and significant ways, and so help one another to achieve more self-fulfillment individually and collectively too. But what about a particular person's chart? Whenever we are looking at a nation's chart, we will often look at the leader's chart to gain insight into what is happening too. I've been writing in the blog and speaking in my radio show about Donald Trump's chart for some time. And I've said that this month of August was going to be one of the most critical for him this year. Not only has he just had another passage of Pluto over his Jupiter, which is his test of will with truth and law, but he is also experiencing Saturn going over his moon twice in this month, indicating that he is at a very low point, both emotionally and physically. And one of those Saturn passes over his moon is exact tomorrow on August 20th. But this very eclipse is lining up with his chart too. Trump is born with Leo rising at the very end of Leo, and his Mars at the very end of Leo, also there just inside his 12th house. So this eclipse lands exactly on his Mars and his ascendant. The ascendant rules your presence in the world. It is how you meet the world. And the question would be for anyone, are you being authentic or not? And Mars rules desires and actions. It is there to serve yourself as you assert yourself. But with Mars in his 12th house, Trump prefers to act in the background, in the shadows, hiding what he's really doing and concealing his real intentions. When undeveloped, a person with Mars and Leo in the 12th house is actually full of fear, but will mask that fear with bullying and bravado. If he is not careful, his own actions will lead to his own self undoing and ultimately lead to his fall from grace or power and even potentially face some form of imprisonment. As astrologers, we would argue that this eclipse will elicit this challenge to him, and he will have to stand in the shadow and light of Leo and answer as to whether he is abiding in the truth of Leo or not. Moreover, considering that his ascendant and Mars are aligned with Regulus, promising great fame and power, the question will be put to him as to whether he has avoided the great peril of revenge. Given Trump's history of how he has conducted himself in the business world and now as a public servant, karma would seem to be leading him to a reckoning that he has forged for himself. 
unlike others who have been elevated to this office before, it appears to me that Trump has not been humbled by the majesty and responsibility of the presidency. He does not understand the Leo lesson of love, nor he has understood the lessons of history and that the gift of success can be and probably will be snatched away if one succumbs to the temptation of revenge. There are other charts to consider here, of course, in looking at what is happening in the world. And just in terms of the immediate moment of our country and what's going on, it's quite striking and compelling to me that I notice here that in Steve Bannon's chart, with his moon at the very end of Leo and other planets there, he and, 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 um, and, and Donald Trump have a very strong connection there, but also indicates that he's at this critical moment in his life. And another alignment occurs in the chart of Miller. And another chart in, in our time and in history in the news now, Paul Manafort. All three of these charts are being hit very strongly by this alignment of, of the sun and moon and Regulus shining this blast of energy upon them and their experiences right now. So I, I think what we're seeing here is that this is a time for America, for those of us who are aware and awake and, and working with one another to, to remember the, the meaning and message of America and work towards bringing that to even greater fulfillment. And for those who have misconstrued or misunderstand the meaning of America, uh, they are going to be facing a reckoning at this time. So I, I hope that was compelling and interesting and informative for you all. I, I, I know I do take time to try to figure out what I'm going to say to you here. And sometimes I, I, I stick to script and sometimes I go off script and I want to make sure that it's clear and concise and helpful and informative. But as I said, I also want to be able to, to reach you and talk to you and, and, and address your questions. And so I think what I'll do now is uh, put aside the rest of what I was going to say for now, other, other things I might want to comment upon and take some time now to talk to some of you. Uh, and see what you have to, to say, what your question may be or what your comment may, may be. And so I'm going to take the first caller who's been holding here for quite some time. And I do apologize for that. But uh, let's see what you have to say. So here we go. Hello there. You're with Bill Atride. Uh, who is this? You know what? I'm just listening. That's all. <laughs> oh, that, that's okay. <laughs> that's I wasn't in the queue. That's okay, you, well, you uh, but you got you called in, so it's there. So that's fine. I'll just I'll just hang up. I'll I'll I'll, I'll disconnect you and go to the next caller. Thank you so much. Okay. Hello, hello there. You're talking to Bill Atride. Who is this? I think it's Maggie. But... Maggie. Hey. Hi. Hey. Um, I I know I spoke to you before, and you told me that you know my biggest. And um, so should I give you my information again? Well, well, yeah, um, just tell me what your birth date is. I might have you here in my list of bloggers, blog talk from before. Um, yeah. What's your birthday? This last month, 7455. Oh, sure, sure. I have you here. So, so it's Maggie. Yeah. Hi there, Maggie. Hi. Hey. Hi there. Um, <laughs> I guess I, you know, I don't really know the question. Um, today's been particularly um, hard just for a number of things, but um, well, it is. It is. There's I mean, quite a too, as, you, as you might. There's a, quite a lot of difficult energy out there. Um, yeah. that's kicking up a lot for all of us. Um, and and people are understandably quite emotional, and you seem pretty emotional, and that's that's okay. Um, because we need to have these things come out of us so we can look at them and understand them. Um. But what in particular do you feel is, is happening right now that you're having some challenges or difficulty with? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is, is my financial situation, but also, I guess, as far as relationship is, I feel like, um, you know, I, I somehow turn people away, or, you know, um, not, not because I'm wanting to, but because of... Um, this emotional person that I am, um, mm -hmm. and you know, I I am uh, trying to lift my vibration, but um, I just I just feel that I mean I have a lot of people I know care about me, but Good. 
not a lot of people want to spend time with me, I guess, is how I'm feeling. And it may not be true, but, I mean, that's how I'm feeling. And, um, well, yeah. Sure, yeah. No, your your reality is your reality. We can't we can and should not deny that. But we also understand we exist in a greater reality, and that we're not seeing things perhaps as they may be in fact, and that we, because of what what may be have gone on in the past or what seems to be going on now, may ascribe other people's interactions with us or experience with us as being of a certain quality, and it's not what we wish, but that's not how they're experiencing it or what they're intending at all. Indeed, this year in your chart, um, and we may have talked about this the last time, um, or there's always several things going on a chart. So it's kind of hard to sort of, you know, tear, tear it apart and put it back together and say, what's going on here. I would say you're going through a great period right now in terms of confronting your fears and finding your faith. And that's because your progressed moon, which is the great measure of inner time, and because you are a cancer, even more particular in terms of governing your life than for most, it's making its last couple of months more here being in that 12th house. And when it does so, it kicks up all those, the whole arc of our story for many, many years. And we see all the, the triumphs and the defeats, the joy and the sadness, and it's all coming at us. And we can often be overwhelmed by this experience and may judge ourselves too harshly. And yet this is a time for us to sort of see this whole journey and these different steps, these, these stumbles and falls and picking ourselves up as part of our growth and that we have come a long way and we have come to some new understanding and we're about to come out of the darkness into the light again. And it's only a couple of months away from you now for that, that realization. And that, and that alone would be enough for anybody. This is, I often say to people when the moon's in their 12th house, you are going through the dark night of the soul. You are meeting the dweller on the threshold, which is our own shadows cast forward by our fears and anxieties and doubts that we've stumbled through in this life. And yet at the core of us and all of us is that spark of the divine, is a being, is a consciousness that loves us unconditionally forever and always. And we can always find that, that connection if we seek for it and listen to our inner voice. There's a, there's a quiet voice in there that can guide us. But compounding your challenge this year, maybe reinforcing that challenge this year, is the fact that outwardly the planet Saturn, the great teacher and tester in a chart, is equally marching there through the top of your chart, not quite at the top yet, but marching through that ninth house of truth and belief and religion and philosophy and law and science. So that's where you're being asked now to expand your consciousness, to grow in understanding, to seek for greater understanding. But as it marches through that part of your chart, it's standing in opposition to planets at the other end of your chart, specifically your Mercury and your Venus. Mercury rules the mind. It rules our thoughts and thought forms. And at times we have a more fluidic and open and agile and adapt mind, adept mind. And at times our mind becomes rigid and bound and confined by shadows and doubts and fears. And that's the confrontation you're having right now. Your, your real test now is to be on a mental diet of catching yourself as a negative thought form or fearful thought form begins to happen and catching it and snapping it away from that to focus on something beautiful or loving or peaceful so you don't dwell in that sadness or difficulty or fear. And it's hard, but it's what you must do. And you really reached a deep moment with that right here at the end of July. Um, and it's sort of hovering there. But equal to this, right next to your Mercury is another planet, the planet Venus, the planet that rules value, beauty, love itself. And every seven or eight years, Saturn will come over our Venus. And I call it, for people who are my clients, I call it the time of Goldilocks. <laughs> and they go, what do you mean? I go, well, you know the story of Goldilocks, right? It's too hot, it's too cold, it's just right. This is the time when you are looking at value in your life. The things I have, the things I've made, the people in my life, the love I've experienced, and most especially the love I have and have for myself. And when Saturn's touching Venus, we are not feeling it. 
we're not feeling the love. We may feel unloved or unlovable. And it is untrue, but it's a real feeling. And so we have to confront that with truth by saying, well, I am this, and I have done this, and I have shown kindness, and I've been shown kindness, and this is just a, a thing I'm going to that's making me be clear again and come closer again to the truth of me that within me is a value that's beyond measure. It's called spirit. It's called my divine self. And truly, I am loved and will always be loved for all time. And once I secure that more closely to myself, then it will come flowing out of myself and I'll have to keep pushing people away because they'll be so attracted to this. <laughs> so, so it's in me. I have to re-secure it. I have to reconnect to it. But this is a hard year for that. You're going through a hard year, but it's an essential year for clearing away what blocks this. So I would say to you, it is a year for looking at your relationships and evaluating which ones are good and less good and not good at all. And say that's part of life. People come in and out of our life and they're there for us and we're there for them, but not for all time. And so I might end a relationship or have a relationship be tested. But in that testing, a good relationship will become stronger and better for it. And so I, when I feel cut off or at a loss, I, our, tem our temptation is to pull back and feel, because we feel bad, we feel worse, we pull back, we keep pulling back, and it only gets worse. We have to fight that tendency and reach out and ask for help, see where we can be considered by another and loved by another, but equally, and mu we must do this too, we have to realize that I need to be there for others. They need me just as much as I need them. And me being there for another and helping them in their time of need will make me feel better. It's reciprocal. It's the circle of life. If I cut myself off, I spiral into the shadow. If I reach out and connect, I'm lifted into the light. It's a choice, but it requires effort and it requires knowing this is the way. And so we're all here to learn. We're all here to grow up. You've gone through episodes like this before, most likely in your life. So it's not unfamiliar to you or to anyone. But when we're in the thick of it, we sometimes lose our way. We lose our connection to our higher self. And it's trying to reach us. It's trying to remind us that you are love and you are loved. But we are at a loss. And so I... I deeply sympathize with what you're going through, but I want to, to assure you and remind you that partly what you're experiencing is an illusion. It is not real. The reality is you are loved and you are love and you have to focus upon that and go out there and create things and experiences and relationships that are formed and forged by that love. That is, that is the answer. And again, of course, it's this lesson of Leo that we we're just talking about. And indeed, the moon is catching up to Leo now, and it's going to catch the sun. It's going to pass over the sun exactly on Monday. And the world will be sh shook up. And, and so for all of us, we, we need to sit up and look at this lesson that we're being asked to be, remind be reminded about here by this, by this great event. But it's only an event, and then life goes on, and the teachings remain in all the signs and all the planets moving around. The story goes on. Um, indeed, when Saturn's going over Venus, it's, it, it's that, that is the question about value, beauty, and love, and the question of value is, you know, what am I worth? And therefore, I will feel as if my business and or financial or economic life is much more perilous or in jeopardy now and that could be really true but again i should realize that within me is the source of all value and i'm here to be a manifester of value i need to create value and i can and i should so whether in little ways by doing something pretty or beautiful in one's personal life or doing a kindness for a friend or doing getting a new job or building a new kind of relationship in business all these things will come from this by understanding the true nature and source of value and our true source of security is not out there ever. It's in us. And then by connecting to others, we combine and share and grow this together with one another. So Maggie, 
Are, you're there, right? <laughs> I know. I, I am. I'm, I've been talking without because uh, I, I do oh, get yeah. on a roll. So I get on a roll sometimes, and I remember. Wait a minute. There's. I'm talking to somebody. Um, um, what? 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 You? You? I hope and believe and know that you must have friends, and that friendship is very important to anyone's life, certainly in terms of meaningfulness and connectivity. Um, but of course, for for all cancers. It all started with the family, whether for good or ill, we either had um, none of us came out of a, of a perfect family. I've yet to meet one, <laughs> but yeah. maybe there is. Um, but most of us had some troubles there and some difficulties there that we have had to rise above. But that seems to be even more the case with cancer. It is the sign of seeking for security. And the reason it seeks for it so Assidious, so so determinately, is because it came out of great insecurity. It might have had it at some point, then it was lost, or it never had it. It was never made to feel secure in their home of origin or family of origin. And so the universe is trying to tell you, hey, this is not where you can find it. You're only going to find it one way, inside of yourself, which is where it can and should be held for all time. We all have to be self-centered in the good sense of the term, <laughs> meaning that we are centered on our true self and we are beholden to nothing and no one. And yet by connecting to the self that's our, at our center, we connect to other centered selves too. And so we find people who are like us, who know who they are and, and know what they feel and know what they think. And they are staying within that in, the, in a good way. And there we can share a life with them. So, Indeed, your chart shows there was some trauma there in the family growing up, um, some difficulties you encountered. Um, but again, the universe brings these things into our life, not to harm or punish or inflict something negative on us. The universe and spirit only cares about one thing, that we wake up. And to do that, we are often thrown, things are thrown on our path that seem to be problems and obstacles and downright negative but we have to ask ourselves why what is what am I to learn here and to keep at that and so I would say that all of us will find our comfort within ultimately and hope to extend it around us as well in our space but truth and love and meaning are found within and certainly that is true for cancer as the sign um, what, 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 what is your job or what difficulties you're having in your work right now? What, what cause, what's causing your economic insecurity at this time? Um, I make pottery and I do shows and I do Saturday, um, uh, it's a, it's called a city market, farmer's market. And, um, uh. I'm in Charlottesville, Virginia, if that tells you anything. And so last well, Saturday, you have you have very good reason to be to be a little more on edge and nervous and and challenged, but also quite 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 proud and feel the love of that community for one another and what they believe and hold to be true. This has been a remarkable teaching moment in America. I mean, every moment's a teaching moment, but we are going to quite a lesson in our country and our history and the meaning of America, which is why I was doing this today. And I see this, this amazing opportunity, but it's also a time for us to confront the karma of what this country was founded upon. We, we were founded upon genocide of the native Americans and slavery of the population from Africa. And we are still atoning for that and will continue to atone for that for some time to come. But from all these things, good will come. It amazes me time and time again when I encounter Native Americans, how wonderful and loving and creative and spiritual they are, despite what they have experienced. This was their land. It was taken from them. They were hunted down like animals and are still treated by many as that in our culture. And yet they stand proud. They know who they are. They know the meaning of life. They follow their spiritual teachings. They didn't lose their way. And the same thing applies to our, the black population. They know where they came from. They know the teachings of their culture. And they're the same teachings found throughout the world. 
And so people can find their center and remain centered no matter where they are. But we have gone through some very horrific experiences here in this country, and we are reliving some of them again now in real time, and we need to face that and, and do something about these ghosts that hang over us. The shadows of the past can cast forward and cause great harm in the present, or we can blow them away with understanding and love. And that's, that's the choice that we're making every day, and we're making at this eclipse, and we all need to make in our own lives too. And so being a creator, being someone whose life is about being a creator, well, this is joyful, and you should be full of joy <laughs> that you are been given this path and opportunity to be a creator in this lifetime. It's really the heart and soul of being human. Um, but in terms of getting one's work and, and, and product and, and creation out there for others to see and to, as I say, get to market and, and be, be something in, in that world, well, that's, that's also very challenging in this modern world. And yet there are obviously means and mechanisms to do so. Um, we, we make things happen. And it is absolutely critical that we hold ourselves in a certain consciousness a certain attitude and certain demeanor to create a certain experience for ourselves. And so I would say to you, the most important thing is you've got to get a hold of yourself (laughs) and go out there on the stage of life and present yourself as you know yourself to be and wish to be seen. And then the door will open and you'll walk through it more readily and easily and all good things will come to you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I know this is a basic question, but I do have a try. I've been trying to sit, like, you know, every single day. But I guess I just really need to just stay with it. I feel like you know, everybody we, has we, we can We can talk privately. I need to pick up somebody else's oh. call here before I don't yeah. take anybody else. But, but, I, yeah, but I do yeah. encourage you to stay in touch with me. I know we, you have been in contact, so you can get in contact again. And I encourage anybody who wants to speak with me to call my number, which I believe is published out there somewhere in my various blogs and, and the radio show, and, or email me. And I'd be happy to answer questions or to work with anybody. That's what I do. I'm, that's my job is working with people and helping them to be who they are. Um, and so yeah. we can continue. Okay? Yeah. So I just wanted to say thank you. Like, you're amazing. Well, thank you. thank you. Well, thank you, Maggie. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. And I'm sure you're amazing. I know you're amazing. And I feel the pain you're feeling that you're not experiencing the, the most amazing qualities that you would like to be experiencing in your life right now. But I know they're there. And I know you can do it. Thank you. Okay. 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 Talk to you. Okay, sure. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Hello? 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 <laughs> uh, I, I picked up a call. I hope you're listening. Um, I, you're, you're not, hello? Are you there? This is Bill Atchride. I, I picked up the call. I know I've been talking to someone else for quite some time, but maybe, and maybe you put the thing on mute or something, but I'm here. I think I can hear you. Hello? Well, this is frustrating. Uh, I, I don't want to hang up on you, but maybe I'll mute you for now. But uh, please, if you are there, um, pick up the phone and we can talk to one another. Okay, well, that's – oh, well, um, I'll go to this other person, sorry, and let's see who this is then. Hello, this is Bill Atride. Can I help you? Hey, Bill, it's Jay calling from Canada. How's it going? Uh, it's going good, Jay. How are you? Good. Thanks good. for taking my call. You're very welcome. Interesting, interesting eclipse for Aries. I just wonder what you're, what do you think for that for the solar eclipse coming up? Okay, sure. Well, um, do you have you want me to look at your birth chart in regard to that, or just in general talk about Aries? Uh, just briefly, if you can do it, because you don't have much time. So, sure, I can take your. I can do it. What's your birth date? March twenty fourth, nineteen sixty four. 464. At what time? Do you know? 11.54 p.m. 
Okay, and where were you born? Sure. Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada. Hat and Alberta. Alberta. There we go. It's got it. All right. We have you. Thank you. And so, yeah, sure. So the this eclipse, of course, falling in Leo as it does, is for you falling in the very in, in right there in your uh, your ninth house, and basically as well falling exactly on your moon. Um, and I would say for you, um, this eclipse because an eclipse, a solar eclipse in a person's chart tends to resonate for the next six months of their life. And so this would be a calling for you that over the next six months, there's going to be a particular focus in your life upon your, your belief systems, your philosophy, your relationship to religion, law, and science. And some very interesting developments will take place in this regard. I mean, you know your test in life is the test of communications, the test of your knowledge and the way in which you uh, deliver information, and given that you have Sagittarius rising as well, you are seeking for the truth in this lifetime for certain. Um, and given this this activation of the ninth house, I would say that it's going to to very much feed into this search for meaning and truth in your life, and and spark some interesting discoveries there for you. Um, yeah, again, I would never look at it in a fear-based way or negative way. I'd say mm-hmm. it's an mm-hmm. opportunity. Um, for, for a quickening in that development uh, of your life. Now, there may be other reasons why that would be so. And if I look at your chart right away, indeed, Saturn's moving to that first house. So you are working on who you are. But even more, your progressed moon, that inner measure of time, is moving into that ninth house as we speak. I mean, literally, you will have the next two and a half years, three years of a time to travel and explore and read great teachings and read metaphysics and philosophy, read about other cultures and times and places. And you better be traveling, Jay, <laughs> because you need to do that with the moon in the ninth house. You may just travel in your mind but, or just travel in spirit, but this expansion of conscious awareness is what you're now moving into. And that implies these last several years, these last two plus years, with your moon going to the eighth house, you were dealing with union and separation, coming together with others and coming apart um, from them too. The joy of union, the pain of separation. And now what is being offered to you is to, when we go through those things, we just experience them. We can't have, we don't have words for them yet. It's just too close to us. We right. feel it, we know it, but we don't yet can't describe it. But now you're going to come to the point where you can begin to find your words and tell your story to yourself and to others. So it's a great time for writing or publishing or any kind of medium of communication will really soar in your life starting at the end of this month and for the next many months to come. Uh, you're right about that. And right now I'm just uh, working with my yoga teacher and I am actually um, doing video <laughs> stuff, video things. So it's really well, cool. No- no, that this should be a time when you really will find yourself getting your message, your worry, getting your story out there. We're all storytellers. You're coming to your time to really shine as a storyteller. Okay? Oh. And, and share your teachings and share your knowledge and share your wisdom. This is what this time is for. And that's why the eclipse is happening there. And right on the heels of that, your progressman goes there. It's going to be great. Oh, there, that's that damn warning. Uh, so, 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 so enjoy and celebrate and, 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 and move with this. But again, you are a teacher. I mean, you're born with Saturn rising. Um, and so you were always meant to be a teacher. Um, and, and, and with your Saturn in Pisces, your test would be the test of faith and the overcoming of fear with faith and believing in the power of faith would guide you in this lifetime. And now you're, and now you're going to share that teaching with the world. Okay? Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank that you. That was great. That was great. Thank you, Thanks, Jay. Bill. Thank you for calling. And uh, thank you you're for welcome, listening. Uh, okay. And all, all the rest of you as well. I'll, I'll say goodbye to you, Jay. Thank you all for, for, for calling and or for listening. And I wish I could have gotten to more of you. And I will try. And maybe someday I'll just do a show with just call-ins. People can just call in with questions. That would be good. 
Uh, but I hope you enjoyed the show. I very much enjoyed the show. And uh, I look forward to being with you all again very soon. And hopefully you enjoy the blog as well as the radio show, too. So my very best to you. And everybody, enjoy the show on Monday uh, as we have this great, great experience of the full, full Total Eclipse crossing over our great country. Best to you all, and I'll speak to you and be with you soon. Bye for now. Thank you.